I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone do one of those so i can sync it up later yo so what's going on anthony what up everybody this is Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. Today, my guest is Anthony Avgi. Yes. And yo, this man is the truth. I remember back in the day, you and I met way back when at Eisenhower Park. Yeah. Just out there, kids flipping around, jumping around. You actually took one of the coolest pictures of me that I still have to this day. Yeah, like me doing mid flip. Yeah, yeah, man. I was just like, yo, you had nothing but good energy, right? You guys were running a company at that time, Vital Performance, and it was just young guys doing things. I didn't even know we were going to continue to know each other through time, and we keep bumping back into each other. And what's super cool is you're somebody that's been doing a lot. You've been traveling. You've started businesses with your family, your friends, and you're getting ready to go to med school. So I wanted to have you on the show today because I love the way you take action, right? The way you get things done. The way you just ultimately take the leap of faith. A lot of people talk about doing things, but you actually do things. Even today, being on the podcast, when I was like, yo, Anthony, come through on the podcast. You're like, bro, like, never did a podcast before, so yeah, let's yeah. make it happen. So yeah. For me, I don't really see it as a leap of faith. I just see it as like the next thing to do, and I'm excited to do the next thing. If I saw it as a leap of faith, I don't know if I'd always take it. Dude. Like, I, I just, just the next, it's meant to happen, like. So, yeah, let's talk about that, right? Because, like, it's interesting. You came from, like, I know in the back in the day, like, when you were coming up, you were a wrestler. Yeah. Right? And it's funny. Like, a lot of the wrestlers I meet, they have my favorite, like, you guys have my favorite mindset, man. Like, there's something about, like, this mentality of just whatever's in front of me, I'm going to take it down. I'm going to, like, do yeah. the next thing. So what was that like, just kind of having that mentality or, like? Yeah, so that whole mentality, and it's something my brother says to a lot, is you hesitate, you die. So basically, you jump right into whatever it is. If you have to cut weight, you start thinking about it. You're going to suffer. It's going to be torture. But if you just cut weight, it's like, oh, I have to cut weight. All right, stop eating. Start sweating. Like, just jump right into it. Then you're right on your way. And that's kind of the mentality I've taken to approach all the different verticals that I that I kind of dive into. Yeah, man. Dude, because like, that's the thing, right? Because, all right, so back in the day, you guys started a company. Right, vital performance. Yeah. Right, and it was sick. See, because you guys eventually sold that company too. It's like that. By the way, congratulations. Most people never sell a company. You know what was that like when you guys were basically getting ready to start it? Like, what was the thought process? I mean, we were so like green, especially in that field. (laughs) We had no experience in textiles. We had no experience in mass production at the time. And we just kind of had this idea, and you know Justin, Justin Romano came yep. as well, and he was super, still is to this day, super athletic, fit into working out, gym lifestyle, and we were all into it. And we're like, we could totally make a clothing line that would encompass everything that we're interested in, like the whole energy, the whole theme. And we just kind of made a pamphlet. We started doing mock-ups. I learned Photoshop, got really good at design. Um, and we just threw ourselves into the different worlds that you need to start a business like that from scratch all the way from like web dev and logo creation, content creation and production and meeting all the different facilities. And it, it taught us so much. Like, yeah, I'm grateful for that company. Even we made money, but it wasn't a massive success. It wasn't something worth like 
maintaining in the long run just because we weren't able to scale it as it should have been scaled. Mm-hmm. But we ended up selling it. Now Vital Performance is a massive supplement company. Dude, it's insane. Yeah, they're yeah, super it's, sick. Dude, it's nuts. Like one day I noticed, I was like, yo, these aren't the guys that like started. And I'm looking, no. I'm like, wait a second. Like, what the hell happened? And then I remember talking to, I think I hit up like a line. I was like, yo, you guys don't have Vital? He's like, no, we sold that, bro. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, dude, but like that's cool because ultimately you gained valuable freaking experience. And that company brought us to make new relationships that we wouldn't have otherwise made. Like we met you through there, which was awesome. And then like brought us back into contact later in the future, which is sick too. And I think we ran into each other at the climbing gym. Yep. Are you going to run into each other at the climbing gym? Yep, at the climbing gym. And then you guys even used to come through to Five Star back in the day, yes. bro. Like, yeah, we yeah, I remember like the first time you came in there, you hit that walk wall and I was just like, Dude, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I had it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was good. We were always like going to meet new people because of Vital. You know, we we had to make new connections, and we're social people. We like talking. We like meeting new people, going to events, and and yeah, just make connections that I don't see us otherwise making. We met Andy Hilfiger through it, which is super no freaking way. Yeah, he he set us up with some of his uh, production team in New York. We came back and met them, and they guided us through so much. It was, it was a really unique experience. So, so can you talk about that, actually? Because that's one thing I got to say I give you guys credit for. Like, your whole crew, like, between you, Alon, like, everyone that you roll with. I noticed that you guys have this ability to go out and connect with people and communicate. And it's genuine, right? Because yeah. a lot of people, I think, when they hear, like, things like networking, they're like, oh, so you're, like, trying to smooth up the people. But from the time I met you guys, like, it just it clicked. I was like, yo, these guys are cool, yeah. honest people. And, like, it's just, like, they make, you make me feel, like, a part. Well, I was like, yo, this is really cool. And well, it opens up. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that big time, man. Yeah. And you guys are, seriously. But, like, it opens up within the world of business. Like, it opens up opportunities, yeah. which it took my mind a little while to get used to and recognize because I didn't grow up from a family. Like, my family was very, like, they stayed inside their box. Yeah. And they didn't really let other people in the box. And they didn't go explore into other boxes. So then as I've been doing business, I've been recognizing it's really important to go out and connect with other people and just build those relationships and maintain those relationships. You know, so I guess I would ask you, like, as you go out, like, how are you finding the right people, in essence, to connect with? It's just conversation. Like, even if we go out and we don't know anybody in the room. It's nice to talk to people and find out what they're about, a little bit about their story. And then if you can make a business connection through that, that's bonus. You know, that's like how most things end up unfolding, most of our relationships. Like we just go out to make new friends, meet new people, have a nice conversation. And oftentimes we put ourselves in places that usually like other people that do well or people with the right mindsets and those types of environments where those people can be found. We usually go to those places as well and just have conversations with everybody. And most of the people you meet there are interesting one way or another, whether you can work together or not. They're unique people. and It's sweet to talk to them and, like, awesome to see relationships bloom out of just instant connections. Dude, I freaking like that, man. Like, because it matters, right? And even, like, when you walked into the office today, man, like, just watching how, like, when everyone saw you, like, yo, what's going on? Like, and it was yeah. genuine, like, hugs and daps. And I was yeah, just I miss like, the guys, you know? It's yeah. been a little bit. I haven't been back here in a while. Dude, it's crazy. Because, like, you only get greeted like that if you bring, like, an energy with you, if you bring a presence with you, and, like, you make people feel special and important. So I love yeah. to hear that you say, like, when you go out, it's not a matter of, like, all right, I'm necessarily looking for a business connection. It's more so I'm looking to build a relationship, build a friendship. Yeah. And people. if something is there on top of that, that's a bonus, yeah. right? And it's cool because you do a lot of freaking traveling, yeah, bro. Lately, like, yeah. dude, like, yeah, it's we, been intense. Yeah, man, we gotta dive into that. That's why we got the For helmets sure. back here. Yeah. Like, you freaking got on a bike. Like, I gotta know how it even started because, like, you've been biking across the U.S. essentially, yeah. and then also you were going international. But like, your time on the U.S., like, getting onto the back of a motorcycle, living out of a tent, like, chilling yeah. with your friends, like. What sparked that? So I had I used to have this CBR one thousand double R, so it's like a speed bike or a street bike, and everybody in the family was just pushing me to get rid of it. Like, Please, that's death trap. Like I'm terrified every time we go out on it. I was like, all right, I, I'm beginning to understand. Like it's sketchy. 
So I was like, maybe. And then I had a conversation with my brother, and he's like, dude, just get something else. Get another bike. Still get a bike, but not that style. I was like, all right. I started doing research. I found um, it was the Royal Himalayan, Royal Enfield Himalayan. I was like, this is cool. And it got me into like the whole adventure bike category. Then I saw the Tenere 700. I was like, that's awesome. And then I saw the Honda CRF, the 1000, the Africa Twin. And I was like, I need this bike. <laughs> so I ended up getting, selling my other bike, getting that bike, and looking at the types of trips that people do on those bikes. And I was like, I can totally do something way bigger. And I started looking at the map. And if you've seen on Google and Instagram and all these different places, like the ideal road trip around yep. the country, I was like, I can make one a little bit better and make it fit my timeline. And I called my friend up, Sonny. I was like, hey, what do you think about this trip? I'm going on this trip. This is the map that I kind of planned out already. Um, give me your opinion. And honestly, if I'm going to ask anybody to come, it's going to be you. So I'd love you to come, but no pressure. He's like, yo, I'm at work. Let me call you in 15 minutes. I was like, all right, no problem. Five minutes later, I get a call back. He goes, I'm in. What do we need to get? I'm in. I'm like, well, you need a bike. And he's like, all right, done. I'm in. And we started planning the trip, and in March, we left for our first day. No freaking way. So he didn't even have a bike. No. And he was just like, yo, I'm game. I'm going to get one. Yep. Let's make it happen. Yep. Bro, that's freaking sick, man. And that partnership that him and I doing the whole country was, like, unbelievable. We didn't have one disagreement, one argument. Everything we were on the same page about. And it's not like we spoke about it beforehand. We just kind of started and, and let it play out. And it was the best experience I've ever had in my life, like, in terms of travel and in terms of experience. It was insane. I learned so much about, like, how things work, how the world works. See, that's what I, I want to dive into, right? Because I have this theory, right? Because I absolutely love travel. I, like, I owe a great deal of who I believe I am to travel, right? Like, after having experienced travel at a very young age, something clicked in my mind where I noticed that other parts of the world look so differently yeah. and yet the same. And I was just like, how can this be? Like, it's so totally different. But it feels so similar at the same time. Right. And it feels very natural when you're living in it. But if it were happening back at my house, I would say this is really strange. Well, it's because people weird. are people, right? No matter where you go, you're still, still dealing with people. Granted, they have different cultures, different upbringings, different environments. But at the end of the day, when you boil it all down, it's still humans. Like, that's why it feels, in my opinion, so similar. Like, you could get along anywhere. You could succeed anywhere. But it's still different from home because we have our own culture. We have our own circles that we've kind of been raised with. You know, I have friends that I went to middle school with still. And you can't just get that in a different place. Right. But you can get new relationships with different types of people, which is awesome because it helps you expand your perspectives. Dude, I was going to say that. Like, that's what, like, I love about it so much. Like, it, it literally forces growth. Like, you are forced yeah. to expand, like, your consciousness where you can now go and recognize how to communicate better, right? How to get along better, how to see yeah. things from totally new vantage points that never would have existed beforehand. And the fact that you and like you did it with somebody too, like yeah. that's a testament to like your character as well. Like being able to get along with another human I can't for long periods. I, I can't, can't believe it. Dude, that's crazy cuz like yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, man. And like to not be arguing like and just having things work. Like yeah. that only works when two people are I don't want to say compatible but when they're open. Yeah. Right, when they're open-minded and they're willing to experience and accept that's what it is, and I'm not going to fight it, I'm going to recognize it and understand it. Yeah, we were we did 40 states in, that's in about nuts. two months. Exactly two months. And we were super aggressive about it. We were both on the same page about that from the start. Like, let's do approximately a state a day. And <laughs> that definitely also helped because you don't have time to, like, bullshit and you know let little things build up when you're being so aggressive about your trip yeah every day we wake up at about 7 a.m get a massive breakfast probably like three thirty-five hundred calories for breakfast hop on the bikes ride for six seven hours on average get to the next city sit down for a big dinner like ride the bikes around get a feel for the layout and then go back to either our campsite or a hotel airbnb wherever we're staying for the night Shower up, go out all night, like meet people, see the landscapes, do whatever we could at night, go to sleep, wake up, do it again the next day. And it was just like a pace that you you have to be mentally ready for like to maintain it. 
It was intense. It was really intense, and I loved every second. Dude, I was going to ask you, like, how do you sustain that? Because, like, I know from when I travel, right, there are certain points where I get this feeling of, like, I'm not in a routine, right? And, like, it starts to, like, I could do it for a good while, but then at some point I'm like, all right, like, I need some sort of, like, stability and structure for a little bit to kind of get regrounded and then go out again. Like, did you encounter that at all? For us, the travel was the routine. It was like that that daily plan that we laid out. We left a lot of room to explore within there, but it's like okay, we have the skeleton of our schedule for the day, and now like let's just let the bikes take us where we want. If we're riding and we see a trail on the side, we're like let's take it, let's go, and whatever. If we get to our next city an hour later, we get there an hour later. It, Dude, we tried to keep like the pressure off of the schedule. And, and it worked out. We had a long night in L.A., very long night. It was super fun. We went out. We met up with some friends. And and the next thing you know, we're supposed to be in San, San Francisco the following morning. We didn't make it. We were, we were shot after riding for like four hours. Pull over to the side, find a Motel 6. We're like, all right, here's where we're sleeping for the night. No San Fran for us. Like Some days you have to pay a little bit to enjoy the day before. Some days like you call it an early night so you can have a long day the following day. Right. And we just kind of planned it out like that, and it worked out. I mean, each time we'd find ourselves in, in different places that we never expected to go. Another good one is Kellogg, Idaho. Kellogg, maybe, Idaho. Never even. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. The population is about two thousand. Their like only main form of live entertainment is high school football, and Damn. they have like the bar. The only bar in the town is like overlooking the high school football field. So everybody goes there and watches the games, and we had no idea we were going to end up in Kellogg, Idaho, yeah. all places. We're in Seattle with our friend Sal, had a fantastic weekend. We spent the whole weekend with him, and now we're like, all right, we need to hit Idaho. It's on the list. Where should we go? And we started like seeing what makes sense on the map from where we were coming and the following destination from there so we could plan a little bit ahead. And we started doing like demographic search. We were out. We're on Wikipedia looking at the population size, the entertainment, what there's to do, like the the male and female spread <laughs> in the city, the age groups in the city. And we're like, this looks like a nice small town, like to get a real small town vibe of America, like yeah. Northwestern America. We're like Kellogg, Idaho, and we met some awesome people there. Bro, dude, that's insane. Like, I love that because like a lot of people, when they travel, man, like I always say this, like. When people travel and they're like, oh, I've been here and I've been here and I've been here. It's like, oh, cool. Where were you? Oh, this resort and this resort. And, like, they basically went to the same resort in yeah. 14 different places. I'm like, all right, so you actually haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, right? yeah, You've been to the same place in different climate. Right. So most people never say, like, yo, I actually want to dive deep in and yeah. get, like, that real, like, real feel, like that real American feel, bro. Because, yeah. like, I don't think I've ever been to a town that freaking small. We had small. a choice there, too. They have this um, one ski mountain and they have a lodge and the lodge is pretty nice. And we're on Booking.com looking, and uh, we're like, all right, we have basically two options. We have the Lodge, which isn't that much more expensive than this other place, and this other place looks really shitty. <laughs> and we look at each other, and we go, shitty place? And we're all like, yep. All right, <laughs> and we booked the shitty place, and it was disgusting. Like, we slept in our sleeping bags on the mattresses because we didn't want to use the blankets. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because, like, we had a choice. We could have easily gone to the Lodge. We're like, let's really see what yeah. the locals do. Like, this this shittier place was in a local town, right by the bar, right by some pizzeria, and we were shot. We were riding in the rain. We're like, let's, let's just ride this for the yeah. day. See, see where tonight takes us. Dude, that's where it's like having like that right partner, too, makes such yeah. a big difference. And people who would be down to explore that, like, yo, let's experience this. This is yeah. a thing to have, like, to experience. So, I'm curious, man, like... You traveled all across, 40, like, going across, like, dang, that's a lot of states, bro. I'll send you so, a picture of the map, too, if you want to link it. Like, I got it. Yeah, we got to throw that. Map, and I'm happy to share with anybody that's considering doing a similar trip or just, like, interested in, in routes around the country because it was not what we planned. I have what we planned and what we ended up doing, and it, it's a little bit different, but it made so much sense. And, like, once you're on the road, you get to figure out what the best way to plan the following day right like what the next best step is we were only a day or two ahead on like planned ahead on our schedule so we get to the next day and we plan the following two days right and it yeah it was intense because we we didn't know what to expect 
That's so, part of what I like too. Like same thing with going back to the wrestling mentality. Yeah. Everything was on us. Like you're on a motorcycle in the middle of the country. Oftentimes you're not going to see a gas station or a city or a town for, for miles, miles on miles. And it's like, if something goes wrong, it's on you. If you don't make it to your following destination the next day, like you're not on time, you get lost, whatever it's on you. And it's not like it's a problem. You just have to figure out how to continue. You know, yeah. like, I could end up in a small town, pitch my tent for the night, sleep, cook a little meal, and then keep going the next day without reaching my intended destination. But that's for me to figure out, and that's also my experiences are going to be affected by that. Dude, 100%. I mean, I think that's, like, probably what, like, the coolest part is, too, where it's you're putting yourself in a situation where you have to problem solve, right? Yeah. You have, and that's what, like, so cool about travel. You're taking yourself and putting yourself into an environment that you don't necessarily have full control of. You just have control of yourself, of what you will do, how you're going to show up to the situation. And dude, like this conversation right now is crazy timely because this weekend I'm actually going up to like Mount Marcy and I'm planning exactly. on just doing, it's up north, about five and a half hours up north in New York, uh, nice. tallest peak in New York. And I'm about to camp out like by myself. And I've been wanting nice. to do something where I'm like solo forever, bro. So like, you know, last week, that's why like I made that post and then you responded like, yo bro, check out these places because yeah. There's something about seeing how you are on your own, yeah. right? seeing how self-reliant you can be, how you problem solve, how you figure things out. Well, it's confirmation, right? Because you believe that you could go and live up there by yourself for a day, a week, a month, however long it is, but you don't know it until you do it. Exactly. So you're going to confirm to yourself, like, yo, if had I needed to come up here and camp out by myself for a week, or if I want to, I can. Right. Worst case scenario, I'll be good. Like, I know yeah. I'll survive. Yeah. Dude, so... Let's check this out, right? You started officially in New York, right? Yes. You made it across the freaking country. We went south first. We went down through, like, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, hit Atlanta, like, all the way down to New Orleans, and then we shot up to uh, Nashville. Nice. I think, I think that's how it, well, it might have been Nashville, then New Orleans, and then through Texas, and like, we kind of zigzagged up and down the southern and midsection of the states. Got to San Diego, California, rode it all the way up, all the way to Seattle through Oregon. And then from there, it was more of a straight shot back along the north. Dude, that's freaking nuts, man. Yeah, it was a cool route. Dude, all right, so out of everywhere you went to, like, you had to have had some favorite places. Yeah. Right? What were they? I can't pick one favorite, but I broke it down into categories. Like, I, I give it three categories. One, you have lifestyle. Okay. Uh, another is nature. And the third one is, like, partying. Bro, people, by the way, people are going to be like, yo, Anthony, when are you going to write the book, man? Like, when are you going to write the tour guide? Because, like, as you're going through, I'm like, damn, like, that is good. Like, he's got categories. For- yeah, because it, it, it kind of happened naturally. Like, I didn't want to categorize them. But when I came home and people asked me what's the best place, I was like, well, they're so different. Like, I wouldn't go to Sedona to party, but I would spend a week camping there and just seeing the nature. Like, it's gorgeous. So Sedona is one of the most beautiful cities that we definitely touched on the trip. And the whole state of Montana, it was gorgeous. Like, we would just be riding for miles on an empty highway, and you're looking to the right and left, and it looks like a backdrop, like a screensaver. We pulled over on the side of the highway just to record, like, a video of a river running through private property. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, For lifestyle, we're fortunate enough to meet up with our friends Eddie and Elena in Austin, Texas. And we stayed with them, and they showed us around the city. I think I have a little bit of bias because we got, like, a local tour. Yeah. And they showed us the really good parts. We went out on the river they have through the city to, like, this big uh, paddleboard tie-up and kayak tie-up. So I give Austin one of the uh, lifestyle awards. Yeah, it's, like, a beautiful city, and there's nature within the city. Uh, A lot of super nice, friendly people, good restaurants, good bars, good nightlife. And, and good establishments. Like, you have nice, large companies that are running out of there, and a ton of people are moving there now. It's just a beautiful place to be. And then partying, Nashville is huge. Like, dude, yeah, I got someone that I just moved out there recently, and, like, yeah. she's, like, always, she's, like, dude, like, it is freaking awesome. She's, like, the population of, like, people between 25 and, like, 35 is, like, nuts. And everybody's so nice. And it's such a change of pace from New York. Like, over there, you you wear jeans and boots, and you'll get into any bar and 
fit in out here. If you wear jeans and boots to to a deli, they'll kick you out. Like Dude, it's <laughs> nuts, yo. It's funny, dress man. Dress code is just insane. Every time I leave New York, I'm reminded, like, yo, people are nicer, like, legitimately oh, yeah. nicer. Like, the further you get from New York, the nicer Especially people the get. More southern you go. Yeah, man. And it's like you never know. Is you're in it the whole time. You just assume everyone else is just like this, so you just get used to it. Yeah. And then you go out other places, and then you're talking to people, and you realize, like, oh, shit, I'm the one that's being an asshole right now. Like, I'm the one that's talking really quickly, and, like, I got to slow it down. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I caught myself, like, I'm like, oh, I got to put the New York away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because out here, we're desensitized to a lot of stuff. There's so much going on, especially when you're in the city. Like, if you spend time in the city, that you just have to cut out, like, BS and... Whatever your mission is for the day, you're on it, so, so you don't pay any notice to people saying things on the sides, people yelling, whatever. Just And you speak to the point. Elsewhere, it's more like people who are friendly, they want to have a conversation. If you're ordering a drink at Starbucks, they genuinely, when they ask you, how you, how's your day, they want to know. Like Bro. Out here, it's like, hey, how are you, what do you want? Dude, I remember I was in um, Montreal, right? First time I was out there, I think I was maybe like... 17 or 18 i'm in the grocery store and the woman's like okay hey how's everything going and i'm like oh good and i'm like looking down kind of just loading things up and i look up she's still just looking Waiting straight at me well. and i was like oh crap um so I, I start giving her more and then like she's like yeah and like now we're just having this conversation back and forth about five minutes and then i'm like oh crap like i'm holding up the line and i look back and the people on the line are just like chilling and i'm like wait what's going on like yeah. you guys like and they're just like kind of enjoying the conversation I'm like this is weird but like it's different and i was like yo this is really how other places can be and how people really take the time to know each other no matter what yeah it's such a different like mindset from new york it's a connection like it's people you're talking with people at the end of the day everybody has a unique story and we don't pay enough time to <clears throat> listen to people's story at least from how I see it here. I would agree. So now I got an interesting question for you, right? Yeah. So you've seen beautiful places and while you're out, you're meeting people. I'm sure some people like stood out in your mind on that trip that yeah. you met them and it's just like, you will never yeah. forget them. Like who are some of those people? So we were in this city <laughs> called Natchez, Mississippi. I fell in love with the little town. I forget the exact history. I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I heard that it was one of the only towns in the area that didn't get destroyed or burnt down in the Civil War. So it's like all super old architecture, beautiful place. And we found a super sketchy campsite. Um, it wasn't really a campsite. It was just a place we found to pitch our tents on a near body of water. And I don't remember how we got in there in the middle of the night. We went through like a maze. There was a massive tractor blocking the route in with like a huge fire pit going off. We were, it was so bizarre. It was like an eerie vibe. And in the morning, we wake up to leave, and we're like, there's got to be a way out of here. I see people. And we pull up to this guy that's fishing on a bucket. And we're like, excuse me, how do we get out of here? And guy's like, just a second. Puts down his cigarette <laughs> on the bucket, stands up, takes his hat off, puts his fishing rod down, walks all the way over to us. This guy's wearing overalls. He looks like a genuine southerner. And we're like, he's like, what'd you ask now? And we're like, how do we get out of here? And he goes, all right, you're going to go all the way down this street. You're going to see three stop signs. One, two, three. At the last one, make a left. And you're home. And we sat there looking at each other. We're like, this guy just put his cigarette and fishing rod down to tell us something. He could have just been like, straight down, make a left. <laughs> we're like, this is a cool dude. Like, I like, appreciate it. We kept going on with our day. But it was just like small interactions like those that kind of stuck out because we, we spoke about it. We had our intercom set up the whole time. So like even though we're on different bikes, we could talk to each other as if we're sitting next to one another. Yeah. Which is also super important for that type of trip. I feel like it's crucial. Yeah. Like, or else you're just by yourself on a bike the whole time with your buddy like looking at each yeah. other. We're also yelling traffic like updates at each other. Like, yo, watch out for that semi. You know? Nice. Like, this guy's merging. So that was super helpful for that. But, yeah, those types of people. In Kellogg, Idaho, we met this lady. Her name was Happy Heather. Um, she thought we were famous just because we were from New York. And I don't think 
they've ever met. Dang, that's people from small New York. town, bro. And she was so sweet. She was asking us to take pictures, and she's like, oh, "You ever come back to Kellogg, Idaho? You come find Happy Heather. I will get you free lift tickets. You're the best. Like, thank you so much for swinging by." And it was people like those that made our days. I remember in Oklahoma too. We um, we camped out and we did not sleep at all. We had right across from us. We it was like a scam. It was supposed to be a lake, and we got there at night. So we set up our tents and we're expecting to wake up to like this nice, beautiful lake. Wake up, it's all dried up. We're like, oh shit! And on top of that, all night we heard this cow mooing so <laughs> loud, just like yelling, and we didn't sleep a bit. So we wake up, we're all tired, we're bent out of shape, we're like, let's go get breakfast. We get to this little deli, or it was a, it was a diner. And we sit down and we get the sweetest waitress. Uh, I screenshotted the name of the deli. We took a picture with her as well. She made our whole morning, like, we were so upset, and then, not upset, but tired and beat up. And we get there, and she's just, like, asking us all these questions, and start, we start telling her about the trip, and she goes... Wow, you could be famous, like Forrest Gump or something. <laughs> and we look at each other, we're like, all of this to be grouped in with Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we'll take it. But yeah, she was a sweetheart. She made our morning, and we, we had like a smile on our face for the whole ride after that day. Bro, it's crazy, because I think people don't know like the value of just putting out that good energy, yeah. right? Like until you get to experience it where like you're just like, you encounter someone on like essentially like a bad day, and they just turn that around fully and it's a stranger like yeah. that is crazy valuable and i think a lot of people miss that because we do get caught in our routine right like showing up going to work leaving at seven o'clock getting to the same office seeing the same people having the same interaction you're basically doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over so like to your point we get jaded to a lot of the magic right like because that's really what it comes down to like this stuff is amazing right yeah. Bro, yeah. like, that's freaking sick. Like, I genuinely just, like, got happy. Like, I could see your story. I'm like, dang. It's, like, it, it's nice to meet these people that are so different from me. And, it, I like, I don't have all the answers, but I can get a couple more answers from different perspectives. Dude, absolutely. So let me ask you this, right? Because we know that life, as amazing as it is, also comes with hard parts, right? And I think that's the part that a lot of people, like, harp on so they don't do things. And they're they're so worried about like the challenges that are to come that they don't even get into it. So while you were on this journey, did you have a couple of challenges that stood out to you where you were like, all right, like this is a challenge, but we're gonna push through it? And what yeah. was that like? Yeah, I was anticipating to have challenges, and I was kind of looking forward. Part of, it's kind of weird, but I was looking forward to embracing like the shittiest parts of it. I knew we were going to have a couple little breakdowns or mishaps with the bikes because that's just the nature of it. Like, we were going to get into situations that that aren't so simple to get out of maybe or, or just have shitty days. And we did, and th those were part of the fun for me. Like, I brought those stories home too, and I, I love <laughs> them. They, they helped make the trip what it was. Because without those, like, obstacles, it wouldn't have been as good. We just rode our motorcycles around and... Like right. Everything worked out perfect? No. We had um, a dead battery in L.A., which was rough because we woke up, like, super hungover. <laughs> and it, it was late in the day. We're like, we got to get out of here and hit San Francisco. And now the battery's dead. Sonny left his key inside the bike, turned on, in the, like, in downtown L.A., which, if you know, is a big no-no. Yeah, thank God no one even took the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he did it and walk out in the morning, key's still there, everything's good, battery's dead. And I brought a bunch of tools on the bike, and I have a really good picture of uh, me sitting on the middle of the road with all my tools sprawled out in the, <laughs> in the street, just like pulling out the battery, and we got a new one, replaced it. We had another, um, it was a similar electrical issue with the, that same battery, it was like that until we fixed it in LA, but on the side of the highway, going to Oregon, and we were calling mechanics like on the road where they go, well, what should we check? Cause we tried fiddling with a bunch of things and it just didn't work. And they gave us some, you know, like pointers and we fixed it on the side of the nice. road. Nice. Uh, we didn't have any serious missteps. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like, I'm sure we had, had rough days, but they were part of the fun. Like, right. 
Yeah, some days we were just so tired. Some days we got caught in the rain, and that was fun. I really liked riding through the rain. Some people would hate it, you know, but, like, those are some of the the rough parts that we embraced, and because we embraced it, it became part of the experience, and it was fun instead of suffering through the rain or suffering through an eight-hour ride. See, I think that's where it's, like, the magic is, right? Because it's perspective, right? Because it's a choice, right? You're going to go through it no matter what, but how you choose to go through it, that's on you, yeah. right? Like, suffering is fully a choice, right? Yeah. Like, crappy things happen. Most, I, most yeah, I mean, but, like, even, like, when, like, the things happen, it's just, like, I got a buddy right now, like, not to go on a sidetrack, recently lost his leg, right? Got hit by a drunk driver. Great guy. Wasn't doing anything wrong. He was in the good. But drunk driver came through, slammed the car. They had to amputate his leg, and he lost the functionality of one of his arms, yeah. right? But I'm telling you, this guy's smile, you cannot take it away from him, right? He's just, like, yo, finding a new – the other day, he was, like, dancing on Instagram. And he's, like, listen, like – I could choose to be upset about the situation, but it doesn't necessarily change the situation. Like, you could choose to be upset that it's raining, but it doesn't stop the rain from coming right. down. Like, right. yo, it's still raining on your day. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's how you approach it, how you deal with it, and how you come out of it. We were going to Yellowstone on the same trip, and we got caught in the snow. That's got to be sketchy. <laughs> and, like, it was just so out of the blue, and, and we're like, ah, right, we're cold. Let's enjoy it. We started taking videos of the snow. We were like riding through it, freezing our asses off and just laughing the whole time. We're shivering. We're like, oh, we got to get there. <laughs> and like having the best time. We had a, a day when in the same area where we got uh, walked down by bison, buffalo. No way. Yeah. I haven't showed you the video? No. I'll show you right now. Dude, that's crazy, man. I saved it to favorites so I don't have to go hunting for it. <laughs> no freaking way. Yeah. Yo, for anyone that's only listening to the podcast right now, this is crazy because right now, like, it's like a freaking firing squad of bison coming at you, man. They were leaving the cars alone. They thought the cars were cool, I guess, and we used to them. But when they saw the bikes with the mirrors, they must have looked similar to the ears of an animal and they heard the engines. And I don't know, they must have been intimidated or something, because there was one that was passing. That's funny. What did you guys end up doing? You guys just zipped around zip it? Past them. Yeah, we were heading to Old Faithful, and that was the only road to get there. Dude, that's freaking nuts, man. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Wait, yeah, this is the one I was telling you about, fixing the bike in the middle of the road. Oh, that's freaking sick. Yo, because, like, that's the real thing, right? It's like, you're dealing with life as it happens. You're putting yourself into that yeah. situation. I love what you said earlier, where it's like, it's proven to yourself. Yo, I can actually do this, right? You know you can do it, but you have to actually do it right. to confirm. You know, it's something I used to like say like, when I was coaching parkour, right? Where it's like in the back of my mind, I used to like, I had done something once, right? So I'd be like, oh, I've done this before. So then people would be like, yo, can you show me? Can you show me? I'm like, yeah, I've done it. Like, I already know I can do it. Yeah. But then after some time, I realized, you know what? I haven't done it in a long time. And now I'm just kind of riding off the memory of having yeah. done it. Like, can I still do it? And so it's like you have to throw yourself back into it. And what it does for your confidence, like what it does for like you, who you are, like it's life-changing, right? It's like because now you know. You walk around with this different feeling, with a deeper knowing. Yeah. And I think that's priceless. Like I don't know where you can buy that. I don't think you can buy that. No. No, you definitely can't. Like, yeah. You have to do those things because there's no other way of knowing what you're actually capable of to completion without having completed it. Dude, absolutely. So, you guys bike across the U.S. Yeah. We're going to throw that map up, too, because people got to see absolutely. that. That's sick. I'm, like, slightly jealous I oh, didn't I do that with now. you. Dude, for real. And then, after you get back, right, you actually spent some time, and you went over overseas, right? You went back to Israel, right? Yeah, so I came back for about a month. About a month, and... Uh, so in August, I'm supposed to go away to med school in the Caribbean. And I was like, I get a text from Birthright. And they're like, hey, you want to go on a trip? I was like, yeah, I'd love to, but I have to be back before this date. Like, I have stuff to get in order before I fly out to school. It, it's like a mess. I just got back from this trip. I need this time to kind of get everything back in order. And they were like, we have a date for, like, we have a trip for these dates, these dates, these dates. I was like, I can actually go for these dates. And I spoke with my sister, who's 
over there at university. I was like, I have to come visit you. I haven't been to visit you since you moved out there for school. Spoke to some of my cousins and some of my friends over there. I was like, I miss you all so much. I have to come visit. And Birthright literally like pop it presented itself to me. So I was like, all right, I have to do it. it it's a free trip for starters. I'll get to see my whole family. I'll get to go around Israel and see parts of it that I've never seen before. So it was kind of a no-brainer. And yeah, I extended the trip another 15 days or so after the birthright trip. So I was there for almost a month. Nice. And it was super fun. This is the first time I went back to Israel to more like vacation versus just visiting family. Right. And I did. I had a blast. Like I went to a lot of different events and met a lot of cool people, saw more of the city. I spent more time as a tourist, which I've never really done in Israel, and that was super cool. I, I had my cousin one day, he's like, what'd you do all day? Because I wasn't in the house at all. And I borrowed my friend's scooter, <laughs> and I rode all around Tel Aviv, through the back streets, through like all the different roads and, and areas in Tel Aviv, and I was like, I was a tourist today. <laughs> I went to like all the markets, I all the shooks, did some little like shopping, got some little bracelets. Nice, man. Yeah, it's like the thing, too. It's like when you get to go out and travel, you get to experience, like, life the way other people won't. Like, you have this eye for it now. You have this, yeah. like, hunger for it. And you're able to find what's nice where other people may, when they stay there. It's kind of like how we're from New York. We get pretty jaded about, like, uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, Empire State Building, yeah. whatever, Times Square, whatever. You get someone who's never been here, and they can find the beauty. Their eyes like, open up. Yeah. Like, Whoa. And they can show you something that you've been here your entire life and have never seen. I got a buddy that moved out here to the island, and two weekends ago, we're like walking through and wandering through this like lake and preserve area. I was like, "Holy crap! This is on the island! Like, how have I never known about this?" Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to bring that back from these trips with me home, like. I, I spent so much time paying attention to how nice different regions are in different areas in the States. And when I came home, I was like, I've forgotten how nice parts of New York are. And I'm like, this is my backyard. I can go to these places in 30 minutes and, and be on this beautiful beach or be in this gorgeous mountain or see a sick view. I was like, I, I haven't been doing this enough while I've lived here. So I'm trying to do it more now. That's one of the things I tried to bring back from the trip with me and like, yeah, kind of, it, it's uh, hard to put into words, but a different type of lifestyle at home that I wasn't used to before. No, I hear you. I think that's like, again, like what we're talking about, like one of the cool things, right? You you go out, you expand as a person, right? Your perspective grows, and then you're able to bring essentially these gifts back home, right? You know, like you leave, you gather, and you come back, and this is something like, I literally, I say this to people all the time because I think this is how we grow one another. This is how we add more value to each other. You know, sometimes we, we love our friends, right? We love our current circle. So we want to stay inside it. We want to connect. We want to grow within it. But you can only grow so much if you're in the same jar, right? You have to eventually leave that jar and go into another jar. And when you're in that next jar, you're going to find things that you can bring back to expand the current jar that you were in before. But if no one from the jar ever leaves, you guys are doing a disservice. Like, I feel like we do a disservice to each other by just staying with each other always and not never yeah, stepping out. Broaden your horizons. Right. Always. You know, it's like yeah, that's you gotta, what you're doing this weekend. You're going up to camp by yourself. Dude, I'm, like, crazy What's excited the plan? for it. Tell me a little bit about, like, the game plan. How are you going to do it? Bro, Where are you gonna stay? there is no, like, no game plan or yet, man. Like, got. it's I'm borrowing a tent, got okay. a sleeping bag hitting up Mount Marcy, and I remembered I went snowshoeing up there about two winters ago, okay. and when I was going up, I just saw these guys, like, don't hiking up with, like, their gear, and I was like, you guys camping out over here? They're like, yeah. I was like, camping out. I was like, for real? They're like, yeah, man. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I was like, I want to do that. Like, that just looks like fun. I'm like, so there really is no game plan. Like, it was, like, last Sunday, I just, How like, long confirmed. Just the weekend. So I'm heading two up days, tomorrow. Two nights or one night? Two nights. So nice. Friday night, Saturday night, and then coming back Sunday. As I come back, I'm meeting up with some friends that are going to be up north as well doing some rock climbing. Yeah. So they got the ropes out. So we're going to climb. No, I'm driving on this driving. one. 
I want to do If I had a bike like yours, if I had a touring bike, yeah. I'm all over it. You I have took the luggage. On your bike, you can't really put dude, stuff. Where all I had was my backpack. Man, yeah. I took that bike out to PA, and I told you about that one, how the backpack opened up and yeah. started gunning all my shirts and clothes out, and I was like, holy crap, I screwed up. Yeah, that'll end the day quick. Yeah, man. I was like picking up clothes on the side of the highway. <laughs> dude, it was like freaking. Yeah, but see, like, when those things happen, it, this goes back to the question, did you have any, like, rough days? If you're doing that with a smile on your face, you go back and you're like, oh, shit, all my stuff flew out, now I got to turn back and run and get it from the highway. If you're, like, happy to do that and enthusiastic and optimistic about it, it's not a bad thing that happened. It's just another event in the day. And it, like, adds to the story of the day. Because now you get to come home and share with everyone. Yo, you have no idea what happened. Like, my bag ripped open. I had to run through the highway. Yeah. Funny as shit. And... And you could approach that totally differently and just be miserable for the day. Like, oh, everything sucks. My day's not working out. Like, It's up to you how to interpret those events. And that's why I say no bad things really happen because even when stuff like that did happen, we did have a yard sale. One of, uh, <laughs> one of our laundry bags, it was hanging off the side of the bike a little bit. When you have a lot of luggage, like you got to get creative. So we had these nets, these bungee nets. And one of the laundry bags melted on the exhaust oh. and just ripped off and flew everywhere in the highway. And that happened to each of us once. And, like, it, we didn't let it bother us. We're like, oh, I guess we got to find a cool little shopping area and pick up, like, one more pair of boxers, one more. Because yeah. we're on a bike. You can only bring so much. So, like, we're going shopping for a pair of socks. Like, it was part of our day. Dude, I know we lost it. But you know, you're right, man. Like, and that's like, it's funny because even like when I asked you, I was like, what was the worst part? Like, I saw your brain trying to think of something and I was just like, there was no worst part. Like, because you're enjoying the moment and like, that's the honest truth of it. Like, when you're doing things like this and you're passionate about your life, like, you realize there's no such thing as bad days, right? It's only bad if you choose to make it a bad day, right? There's things that happen to you that maybe you didn't want to have happen, like things that sucked or things that were hard, but... Your choice of how you choose to look back on it, that's fully on you. So let me ask you this, man, because your mindset is top-notch, bro. And, like, I love, like, my name is Mindset Marlon, man. Like, I'm all about the positive mindset. I'm all about, like, a constructive mindset, right? How did you get your mind to the place where it's able to have this perspective? Was it through just, like, experience and things just, you know, you were fortunate enough that through life experience that just kind of led you here or was it something at some point that got a little bit more uh, like consciously built? I don't think I got my mindset to it. I think I've always just been naive to look at, like too naive to take things as bad. Like when something negative happens, I'm just not aware that it's negative and I don't approach it as such. So I never see it as negative. Like it, it didn't take work to get there. It, just, I don't know, maybe I haven't experienced enough bad or like, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but you know what I mean? Like something hasn't opened my eyes to be like, Hey, this is a thing that is going to destroy you for a week. Like you need to figure out a way to get over it. It's just been like, Oh, maybe something I find the good in the bad. Right. And it's always been kind of a natural thing. It, probably fortunate that it's natural and I didn't have to work towards there because I don't know how, how it would. Man, dude, that's awesome. I think, you know, it has the ability to be natural too. Like, I think a lot of us get trained otherwise just through poor, I don't want to say poor circumstance, but just like our influences around us. You know, it's like I've been yeah. fortunate enough to meet your family, like amazing people, by the way. Like your mom's amazing, your dad's amazing, your cousins are amazing. Like, seriously, like very genuine and good people where I was just like, I stepped into the home and I was like, this home, no matter where it's located, always has love. And like, that is freaking awesome, dude. And it shows like through you because you carry that out with you into the world, dude. So it's like, I hope that never changes about you, man. No, I appreciate that. That's also something that's like not intentional. If if you have to work towards it, it's like something good to work towards, but you can almost tell until it becomes a natural thing. If it's just like, it, yeah, I, I have trouble putting these types of things into words because I it never took training. Like You know what? It's funny. I know what you mean, though, because I went out to, Alan actually came out to it as well. We went out to a networking event two weeks back out east, right? 
great event. The guys put together a solid thing. A lot of real estate professionals coming out. And it was so interesting. And maybe I'm like biased because like I get to interact with awesome people like you guys. Like all the people that are in my network, genuine, great yeah. human beings. And you can pick up on that when you talk to somebody. Easy. Like it's just like – and I don't care what level you're at. It's just – are you showing up real? Do you genuinely care? Do you have like that go-giver mentality? Right? When I got there, it reminded me the other side still existed. Right? A lot of people that were still putting on like the fake smile, the like, hey, I want to shake your hand just like so put a business card in it. I want to ask you what you do just so you can ask me what I do and I can now go That's in. That's when my about- New York comes out though. That's like I struggle to have long, thoughtful conversations with people that are clearly intentional in their conversation. Like, right. They want something. I have a hard time speaking like for extended periods of time like i get a 30 second conversation but if you're like clearly you don't even you're looking at me but you're looking right through me and you just want something you're like machiavellian in, in approach I, I don't know i can't sit there and dude i'm the same way like it's hard for me to like unless we both like agreed upon it beforehand like if this is what we're coming to the table to discuss yeah but like if it's supposed to be something that's networking i'm just like guys like this is like, one guy was like, he'll use me. I was like, why would I ever use you? I don't know you. You didn't leave any sort of impression except for this. You kind of forced your card into my hand. Yeah. What? Why? Like, makes no sense. Those are the fun conversations, though, because then you get to push people and really see if they yeah. know the details of their business and if they know their numbers and if they know their breakdowns and if they know, like, all their logistics. Like, when those types of conversations come up, I enjoy them because I get to test my knowledge and test theirs. Yeah. In whatever field. See, that's what I'm like that's what I like about you, man. Where it's like, you've got both of these sides. You got like this free flowing, like party, chill, like yeah. let me go explore the world, and then you have this very serious side of you where it's like, all right, it's it can be business, it can be let's get it done. It's we're going to med school, like that's no joke, man. Yeah. Like, so let me ask you, what's the future looking like? Because you're getting ready soon to ship out to the island for some time now. Yeah, I still don't know. So I, I went to my primary care physician's office this week, and he's really good. I was like, so I told him, I go, I don't know how many patients tell you this, but you're one of the best physicians I've ever visited. And he's like, ah, it's just a job. Wow. And I was like, well, I never looked at it like that, and that's probably why you're one of the best physicians, because he's honest, tells you how it is, what it is, and, you know, it's not like, like he knows he's dealing with people too, He's not going to force a treatment or he's, he, he wants you to be happy and feel good. So I was like, yeah, I, going into school, I'm going to definitely put all, like, 100% into studying. There's no no time for really partying. Um, there will be some time to blow off steam, but I'm not going to seek parties. I think it'll be more nature-oriented, like go for hikes, waterfalls. It's a beautiful place. I, I want to get into like different water sports to blow off steam, you know, scuba diving, free diving, snorkeling, all that good stuff. But it's it's going to be work. Like my mission over there is to graduate school and hopefully at the top of the class. If, if I can make that happen, that's what I'm going to work to do. Um, but yeah, when, when I'm home or not even home, when I'm home and I work, I'm at work. I just work a lot to separate like partying and having fun and going out from work it's but i'm all in so if i'm like if i'm working i'm 100 percent work but if i'm going out to have a good time i'm having a good time i don't really want to talk about work nice if i'm out if i'm going to a networking event then it's enjoying it it's a little mix of both but but yo you know that focus man like that that focus is crucial and that's why i see like a lot of people get messed up and even myself personally like when i find i'm not being productive or when i feel like I'm not doing something well, I sit and I figure out like, all right, what's going on? And I find I'm doing one task, but I'm thinking about another task. And until I get my brain to focus on the task at hand, then I'm just like, this is, this is stupid, right? You need to be focused on one thing at yeah. a time. And the term I came across recently was called scattered focus, right? So scattered focus, it's essentially you're having multiple things go on. Right? Someone might look at your life and say, well, you're not just all about medical school. You're also about this. You're also about that. But when you watch as you do those things, you're only about the thing you're doing while you're doing it. It's kind of like the plate spinners in the city. You see them spin one plate. They get it up and spinning. It's good. Then they move on. They get the next plate spinning. 
Now they make sure both plates are good. But when they're spinning one plate, they're only focused on this plate. They're not looking at this plate when they go to spin this one. Then they get a third one up. Then they get a fourth one. And they make sure everything is stabilized before moving on to the yeah. next plate, essentially. Yeah, multitasking isn't really possible. You can Thank do you. super simple skills. You can walk with your gum. I guess it's a multitask. But like, if you really need to put your mental energy into something, it's impossible. It, you're just splitting it up amongst multiple things. Like, you have 100% to give you're going to give 50 and 50 to two things or spread it evenly. You can't give 100% to three things at the same time. But yeah, I've seen some things from mind coaches on YouTube and I, they like totally drew me in. I was like, I got to watch these videos and understand how this works. Because there's a science behind it. There's a lot of studies and a lot of journal articles that, that go into attention span and how much we can think and, and how many different things we can think about at once and different mental load that each thing requires and it's definitely like mind sharing thought sharing instead of multitasking and a lot of it's also like the people that you're around so my serious part doesn't come from like me just you know out of the blue it comes from being around my brother and my dad and my mom and my sister and like all these people that and you guys all you in the office people that once it's time to work, we work. And everybody's sharp. And, like, I believe iron sharpens iron. And you are the people you're closest to. So I try as hard as I can to be around good people. And I think, yeah, I mean, you guys are fucking awesome. I love it. Between my friends, family, and, like, yeah, the, the groups we have now, I love it. Dude, I, like, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I'm, like, it's so important. Like, that's why, like, I push so hard to tell people like watch who you hang out with pick your people like you know that saying you know show me who your friends are and i'll show you who you are yeah. it's the most true thing when i look around sometimes and i'm trying to get clarity on myself i just ask myself who have i been spending time with who have i been talking to on the phone who yeah. have i been connecting with okay that's symbolic of who i am like what's going on with me you know yeah yeah when everybody has your best interest in mind too They'll tell you if you're doing something wrong. Like if I'm not focusing enough, I don't have to worry. Alon's gonna come out and be like, "Go get your shit in the way." I'm like, "You're right," and and I know he's right because he has my best interest in mind. Right. He's not gonna tell me something that is bad for me or a long-term play is like it not effective. He's gonna tell me what he thinks is the best route to achieve something. I love that you said that too. A long-term play, right? Because that's the people that truly do care about you. First off, someone loves you and respects you enough to keep it real with you. That's probably the most valuable thing. But then also recognizing what's the long-term play with this person? Does this person plan on being in my life forever? Does this person want to see me grow? So then when they're saying something to me, even if in the moment it stings, you know what? Like, yeah, when I have a moment to reflect. Purpose? Right. So what's the purpose of what he said, not how did it make you feel? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got to be able to separate feelings from, from purpose. Because otherwise, like, you're going to get offended by something that's personal and you're not going to improve. Dude, I freaking love that. So check it out, man. We're getting ready to wrap the show up, but there's two questions I always ask people at the end of every single show. And they're two of my favorite questions. In fact, I'm already telling you, like I'm planting the seed. Okay. I'm going to write a book about this in the future okay. where it's just taking the answers I get from everyone for these final two questions. One book's going to be super simple. It's essentially going to be a reading list and the other book, you're going to see when I ask okay. the question. So, Combine the book. Yeah. <laughs> so I love reading, man. Right? I imagine you do as well, right? Especially going to school for med. Like, you're going to yeah. be reading your freaking face off, bro. Yeah. You know, but do you have two books that you've read in your lifetime that were just game changers, right? In the sense that, you know how when you travel, your mind expands, your perspective expands, and it never quite goes back to being the same. Yeah. You know, do you have two books that were that for you where you opened it up and you've really truthfully never been the same since? Uh, one of them is definitely no-brainer. The first book that came to mind was 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson and Antidote to Chaos. Incredible book. Like, he's done a life's work of research into finding meaning and development and telling archetypal stories. And he's, in my opinion, one of the best storytellers to put like high-level information into relatively readable content. He has another book called Maps of Meaning, but that's like, it's like a 
long drawn college paper. It's very hard to read. It's super hard to read. A second book, um, I like the last lecture. The last lot. lecture. Yeah, yeah. The last lecture was a good read. It's a short book. It tells about it. It's a story about this professor that became terminally ill and he had to give his last lecture, sort of thing. And um, yeah, it was. It's kind of simple, but it, yeah, I don't know. It opened my perspective a little bit. Nice. I was young when I read that, and death was never a thought. And then how like I read the last lecture and I was like, well, that's something new to think about. I like that book. Dude, that's funny, man. I can admit, that's why I always like, like, I got cat people at too, because I'm just like. It's hard to pick. The first one was easy, the second one's hard to pick. Bro, this is like how I get my reading list too, man. Yeah. Like, I love when people give book recommendations because it does two things. One, it lets you know about the other person, right? Like, I love this saying, I heard it, I forget where, but it was like when you walk into a person's home, right? Walk directly to their library, and that will give you a good sense of who the person is right. because that's what they're feeding themselves that's what they're putting inside so I love when I walk into a person's home and I see the books and I can get a better understanding of like oh cool this is like a big part of who you are right. like I just freaking love it you yeah. know yeah we're building a little library now at the house and Alon and I between the two of us like the shelves are filling up we have so many books that and he reads far more than me at least like regular books versus textbooks right he reads so much more than me and we're, we're going to fill this library up. I can't wait. It's going to be like, he's going to have to read all my books after I put them in there, and I'm going to have to read Nice. Them. Dude, that's sick. All right, so final question, man, and this one is my all-time favorite. Okay. So let's imagine tomorrow morning you wake up, right? And when you wake up, you don't remember anything. You are an absolute blank slate, right? There's not a thought in your mind. And as you get up, you're not freaking out, right? Like, it's not a slow movie. You look around, like, you still feel safe, but you don't remember your family. You don't remember your friends. You don't remember any of the journeys you've had. You don't remember any of the books you've read. Nothing. However, as you start to kind of be awake, a thought pops into your mind, right? And when this thought comes in, you don't question it. You just accept it as truth. And that becomes the foundation going forward for everything else. What would you want that first thought to be? What would I want that first thought to be? How much did I forget? <laughs> everything, bro. Like, I everything. mean, you can still speak English and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you're, you're safe. Like, you know you're not worried. You're not freaking out. But, like, this new thought just, like, kind of bubbles in there. And it's just, you just accept it as truth. Like, whatever that thought is... You're just like, okay. And that begins anew. Yeah, well then I would, if I'm starting from like zero, I would want that thought to be like, hey, you've gotten a chance to meet the people around you. These are your family. These are your friends. Um, before you forgot everything, they loved you unconditionally and they're there for you. So accept them as that and, and move forward with your family and friends. Like relearn everything. I don't know how to start from scratch. <laughs> I don't know. But I would hope that my first thought is that everybody around me is good and good for me. Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. That's like a testament to the fact that you genuinely care about people and that like yeah. relationships are truly important to you. Yeah. Dude, heck yeah, man. Yo, Anthony, for all the people that were listening to you now that are like, dang, this is a cool dude. Like, I want to meet up with him. I want to connect with him. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Like, where should they go? I'm not huge on socials, but my Instagram is Anthony Avgi. Pretty simple. And yeah, that's really it. I mean, give me my cell phone number, but. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Well, yo, seriously, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I hope that everyone listening got some value out of this, just being able to know that it's possible to go out there and to put a plan together to live life, to truly value relationships. And. Make things happen, right? And it's cool. You separate play and work, and you have a good time doing it. So, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on, and I'm looking forward to like seeing more podcasts from you in the future and looking forward to you graduating and being a doctor, bro. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, pleasure being on. This is my first podcast, and it was fun. Dude. It was a nice conversation. I liked it. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, it was sweet. And hopefully, hopefully some people listen and, I don't know, 
hear something in in our conversation. Yeah, yeah, guys, like if you want Anthony to send you like that map, like hit him up on like just blow him up on Instagram until he finally answers you. Get him on social and just like let him know that you actually got some value out of this conversation, out of listening. And if you actually do his trip, that would be freaking sick. Like just start sending him pictures of everywhere you go. Anybody that wants this map and wants to do this trip or part of this trip, I'm happy to share and I'll give you recommendations in all the little dots that we stopped at on the map. Dude, excellent, bro. All right, we're wrapping that one up. Okay, guys, so I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe, make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.